I'm sure my local Hot Topic is hiring. I could go apply there. There is a definite love-hate relationship right now. Keep, keep, you can give the thumbs up all you want, and guess what? Those cookies look so good. Oh my! Are God. we welcoming back to another episode of the Space Oddity Collective? Yeah. And that's big cup of milk with those cookies. Oh what, my God! What's going happening, audience? <laughs> Welcome back. What ready did they do? Um, if it sounds like it vocally, yes. Um, these past two days have not been been kind to me. Um. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, I think I know why, but I, I'm, not, I'm not willing to talk about it yet. yet. But, welcome back. Hi. Hello. We have the train baker themselves, Benita Lavario. Just, What's up? Just, just fucking teasing us with snickerdoodle cookies. Like, it's been really fucking good. I know you can't see it because this is a podcast and we can't smell it because this is over Discord, but those cookies look so fucking good right now. We would get a copyright strike. We would get a copyright strike on YouTube. (laughs) I swear, the first 30 minutes of that podcast, if we was on YouTube right now, we'd get copyright claim because I would be the one cursing because I can't have no fucking cookies because we're not in the same city and state as the one beneath Labario. I'm all the way across the country from y'all. How do you think I feel? You're within, like, driving distance at least. Are we? I mean... Oh, yeah. It's a whole lot closer for you to drive than it is for me. It's like a four-day drive for me to get across the country. Yeah, that's fair. I'd say it'd be, like, yeah, like a day and a half, maybe. With gas prices how they are right now, it would be way cheaper for me to take a plane. Yeah, it would. And rent a car. I could could literally, I could get a plane ticket, fly to LAX, and rent a Tesla, and it would still be cheaper than it would be to drive there. I wouldn't get a Tesla at this moment, but that is one Jason Dean on the show. What is popping, my dudes? And last but not least, the co-hosts, the mostest, the DMs of the DMs. The overlord of Elowith, the Dama Lama writer, Christian Ventor. What's up, everybody? The overlord. Yeah, we're going to call you the overlord. Please don't. That worked. (laughs) Fuck the DM. Overlord. You know, I used to to have an email named Alien Overlord. I mean, if anything, isn't a dungeon master really just an overlord? I mean, depends on who you ask. I mean, like, at this point, it's like... You get joy out of causing the angst. Like, the, oh I my mean, god, I'm not even gonna get into this most recent D&D section. I was dead. Are you sure? Are you sure? We'll, 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 I feel we'll, like you needed a therapy session after I this last session. session. Yeah. We'll, we'll give you a therapy session at the end of the show after we uh we talk about the two better stuff. Well, we'll get to five and six. Wait, yeah, wait. Four, five, Yes, God, I'm tired of Luke. A New Hope and Return of the Jedi. After we, we, I know we're doing Rogue One and then New Hope. I'm okay. I got the docket right. Thank God. <laughs> we're okay. just gonna scratch that. Like, yeah, please. I'm gonna be so honest with you right now. I managed to rewatch Episode Four, but I still have 48 minutes left on Rogue One, and it's. I mean, I'm sure the movie's great. I've just been on a Marvel kick lately. 
That's fine. I've okay. been I've been on I have not dented my my watch list on Letterbox because a lot of those majority of those movies on Letterbox that I said I was going to watch are very heavy movies and I am not in the mental mind frame to be watching those heavy movies just yet. You need to be watching. I, I actually means death. This I did watch. Spent, I really needed a pretty face, so I rewatched Doctor Strange. Okay. I um I rewatched um actually no, pretty I watched, face. Were you watching it for? A Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay. I did watch a lot of pretty faces in that movie. So oh, yeah. I just yeah. To make sure. Um, I did Very watch. Pretty. I did watch Windfall, the movie re- I, I recommended Benny on Benny on Sunday. Oh that one is a heavy movie. And I was like, ah, I'll watch it. And then I, I tipped my toe back in the Scream franchise after what my brother told me about Scream 5. And I was like, they did what? And then we was arguing about Liv Schreiber. And I was like, I was like, I'm pretty sure he's in Scream 3. He's like, no, he died in Scream 2. I was like, no, he's in Scream 3. And then I went back and watched Scream 1, 2, and, 1, 2, and 3. And I was like, you see? You see? He was like, he... Spoilers if no one has seen Scream 3. I mean, it's been a while already. I'm pretty sure you can. But still, I mean, to be fair, I feel like Jerry O'Connell and Liev Schreiber were very interchangeable in Scream Two. So, yeah. I feel like I'm the only person here who hasn't watched any of the Scream movies. And I won't say what happens in Scream Three, but I'll just say I was right <laughs> <laughs> about Liv Schreiber being in Scream Three. Um, I was like, wow, I'm watching horror again, but. I've been watching a lot of Critical Role because of Legend of Vox Machina. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit. So this is what happened. In, what happened in the cartoon is like what is done. Basically, the roles that they did in their D&D campaign, they actually put them in the, car- in the cartoon. So whenever they rolled a nat one, they, like behind the scenes they said, whenever one of the persons rolled a nat one, they just like they just like instead of just saying oh we rolled a nat one they just showed it how a nat one would look like in the animated form. Mm-hmm. I was it like, took them long enough to do that since they're all just a bunch of voice actors playing D and D. Well, apparently I, I was re- I went in a deep dive in this critical role uh, Legends of Vox Machina. Apparently, when they was trying to get the anime up up and going, they had to do a Kickstarter because Amazon was not going to front the money for it. And when they made the money within, I think, three days, then I'm which is funny, isn't there? Like, it doesn't surprise me. It's like Twitch's number one fucking show, isn't it? Yeah. But didn't they gross what like five million dollars or something like that? Way past so five. They went way, way past five million. They wasn't oh, even. Yeah. Ex- oh no, it was like fifteen, wasn't it? Yeah. There's, they, a, there's a Critical Role Foundation now. Yeah. yeah. They wasn't even expecting to get that much to make they made, this like, stuff. A great oh yeah um so i was like holy crap but christian you need to watch you will i would say out of all of us you will love it legend of vox machina yeah nice um but then let's go but then i have some um some news and this is going to be unfortunate news for the one dame alama writer the go-to person for all things halo oh god Oh dear. The show will will be like The Witcher and will not use video games as its canon. Yeah, I I, I called it. You called yeah. it. 
I literally called it. <laughs> but they did say they'll be picking and choosing from the novels. <gasps> yeah, they, it, honestly, the the that only confirms my thoughts on exactly what I saw in the trailer. Because I was like, there's no way that they're using the books, and there's no way that they're using the game, but they're taking elements because the the way that they're already portraying it just in the trailers already breaks the lore in certain things as far as timeline goes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Not saying like there's not a lot of like book fans or you know they're not like massive fans that do the books and the games like you. I'm just saying vast majority of them video game fans and it's just very weird to me. Yeah. And they ignore all of that. So and it comes out literally this the twenty fourth is literally two days from now. Yeah, this Thursday. Halo will be out this coming Thursday. So, this is gonna be very interesting. Um I've seen some some mixed reactions to it. And I'm like, this is gonna this is gonna be the most interesting out of I think besides the Witcher. This is gonna be uh in terms of fan fan base. You know, I like The Witcher, but I didn't read the books. I would say, as someone whose brother who got him to read the books, I am slow. I have I stopped after episode three of season two. I have not gone back. Because without reading the books, I I enjoyed The Witcher show. I I can see where fans are coming from for The Witcher season two. After like you. Take a character. I'm, I'm not going to spoil. I'll just wait for um, everyone to watch uh, season two to give my thoughts on what they did, and for me to finish season two at that. Okay. Because I'm I'm only knew The Witcher through video games, and I'm just now starting to read the novels. So I have like a different perspective. Like I'm not. This has been documented. I'm not big a Witcher fan, <laughs> but yeah. I can I appreciate for what it is though storytelling wise. Yeah, like I played uh, a good chunk of the second one and most of the third one. Okay. But I haven't read the books. God, it's the masterpiece. Hmm? God, I feel so far. So the third one is the masterpiece. Right you you'll catch up, Jason. You'll catch up. Don't worry. Like we we've been we've been in this for a lot longer. Content, but I just the content is always there. I never watched Game of Thrones either. Okay. I will recommend that you don't, honestly. It's not worth going back to. I'm really glad I saved myself from that now. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, like I, I used to be like that until I started watching it, and then when I started watching it, like kind of like late stage. <sighs> I heard the books were kind of good. Yeah. They... I'm never going to read them because if they're apparently like a bajillion times more brutal than the show was and mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm not about that life and more fan they lean more into the fantasy in the novels than they did the show speaking of Game of Thrones have you guys seen that fans online are being real salty that George R.R. R. Martin keeps responding to Elden Ring and writing posts about Elden Ring and they're like oh so he can write a post about Elden Ring but he can't finish book six Oh, fucking <laughs> course. You know, that's, that's so valid, though. Yeah. I, I don't have a fight in that dog, so... <laughs> they can I mean, I literally, literally do not care, but I'm also just I, like, I mean, I'm let sorry. that man do his thing. 
I was a BBC Sherlock fan. I understand how it feels to wait forever for something. Yes. Yeah, so That's been I. mediocre. <laughs> Bullshit. So was I. Like four years since season four came out. Like I remember, I remember when it was only season one. God. Listen, I was if there only. when you had to wait two years in between season two and three. Yeah, same. Actually, <laughs> I can cut the pain. I I I'm actually with y'all. Back to when there wasn't a season four of that fucking show. I had to. I remember like, when season four came out. I binge watched it in a day. I had to. And you're like, who's this it. fucking sister? Where did she fucking come from? What is Honestly, this bullshit? I hate it. <sighs> I feel y'all on that, but I I had mine was Luther. Mm, I I've been wanting to start Luther. So good. He's currently they're currently making a movie now, so you can, the series is complete. You can watch the entire series on Netflix. Catch up. I heard I should be watching Luther and Peaky Blinders. I heard about Peaky Blinders. I'll get to that eventually. There's a lot. I need Our to flag means death. I did see that meme though when you said no fighting, and all of a sudden the guy bumps into Killian Murphy, and he's like, start punching the guy, and he just turns back around. No fighting. I'm like. You just punched out the motherfucker. I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to watch Peaky Blinders. Honestly, I just really want to stare at Killian Murphy. <laughs> he is he, he he does have that power. Like legitimately my favorite thing about that in time movie. I I'm so glad I'm not the only one that watches movies for their pretty faces. No, no, no. It happens constantly. Rosario <laughs> yeah. Dawson. Hey. Um <laughs> Next on the news, um, and this one is going to be Desmond bitching about something again. Ooh, what's the tune? Ilphonic, the people who made Friday the 13th, um, Predator, Hunting Grounds, they have another franchise they're digging their grubby little claws on, and that is Ghostbusters. Oh, really? They're making another Ghostbusters game in that style? Yep, Ghostbusters, uh, Spirits Unleash. Yo... You get to play as, I guess, you can create your own Ghostbuster. I don't know. They haven't really gone into detail. Um, if you play Friday the 13th and Predator Hunter Ground, four player, it's a five-player game. Four players play, in this case, the Ghostbusters. One player can choose a bevy of ghosts. It's like Dead by Daylight. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Ray, um, well, Dan Aykroyd is returning to play Ray Stance. And... To get ghosts, you can be, um, be the ghost. You have to go to his occult bookshop to buy ghosts to be the ghost. And you go to Winston. Ernie Hudson is returning to be a Ghostbuster and train. That's going to be interesting. I, Since I'm anti-multiplayer games, <laughs> fuck this game. <laughs> but, 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 right? But, right? Here's the thing. I'm a Have ghost. you ever played any of those Dead by Daylight games or any of the games you just mentioned? I just said I don't play multiplayer games. Right. Okay. Games so does then, sound fun, though. Hear me out. Hear me out. The The thing about this one is that if you're the ghost, you can fucking kill us all and get real good at specifically just murdering us and fucking with us. It's like, oh my god, what was it? Was it Mario Party? Or it had that one bit with, like, the ghosties where, like... You had to... Which fucking Mario Party was it? Where well, you had the two separate screens, and so one was like oh. a ghost chasing around to like yeah, capture... You. Yeah. Oh, I think that was Luigi. Wasn't that Luigi's Mansion? 
No, there's a no. separate Mansion game, but there is yeah. like a, a ghost style like mini game in. Um... I remember in Mario Party Four, where you on skate, you were in the go in the the, man- the haunted mansion, and mm-hmm. you're on the skateboards and the ghost is chasing you. Oh, that was a good one. I re- I do remember that one. That mini game three, but I could be wrong. There's a fucking lot of Mario Party games. There are so yeah. many Mario Party games. It- yeah. See, that is a multiplayer game out of my plane because we're all having fun. Yeah, but Mario Party games are very much like Monopoly, where it's either going to end up way too long or someone's going to kill someone. Yeah. That's Those why are it's the fun. games you play where you're yeah. like, yes, that's I. Saying, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, like if you uh, don't like, value. Like, those kinds of games have that factor to them of like. Your friendships or your family play Mario Party with each go. other. Yeah. Just yeah. like Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we're, um, I'm banned for playing Monopoly in my family. Oh my god, I fucking love playing Monopoly, man. A- apparently, oh I... Watching the they, life drain out of your friend's eyes. They always feel I'm cheating because I somehow miraculously know how to land on Boardwalk and Park Place. And then the two right after go, the, the threes... I'm like, it's strategy, motherfucker! I'm not cheating! I just know how to take your money real quick, real fast, so we can be done with this game. <laughs> it's the only You're time like, I'm just an entrepreneur. This is... I understand late stage capitalism. God I'm, damn it! I might be bad at math, but I know how to work money. My favorite historical fact is that that game was originally created by a woman to showcase evils of oh. capitalism. Yeah. And here, here I am. Parker Parker Brothers or whatever fucking company it was bought it and we're like, what if we show the fun of capitalism? What if we capitalize this? And now Hasbro Ugh. has it. So Yo, that might be the most ironic thing of <laughs> that might be one of the most ironic things of my childhood concerning capitalism, the fact that I used to collect different Monopoly uh, game boards. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, like I've got like seven or eight different kinds and I'm like Huh, they did capitalize on that. Yeah, like when you're like Serenity and you're like, does there really need to be like a Firefly fucking? But okay, sure. Uh, There's a Florida Monopoly game board. So, of uh, Florida? Yeah, there's one for most of the states. I mean, that shouldn't surprise me, but I'm also. I want to get the newer one that has like, instead of the, the paper money, they have one with like an electronic bank and you use credit cards. Well, speaking of money, Ghostbusters Unleash, Spirits Unleash, <laughs> will be out sometime between um, late this year and early 2023 on all consoles. That includes the PS4 and the Xbox One, which is I feel kind of fucking weird. Like, I is gonna pull. I think it's gonna pull a Square Enix and CD Projekt Red, where they're separating the content between, which is now essentially the last gen and now the current gen consoles. They might as well just don't release it on these consoles, on these last gen consoles. But yeah, but um, it looks like you can go through third and first person view, which is kind of a first if you're playing a Ghostbuster game, because normally they're either top down Diablo style or one of my favorites, the 2009 Ghostbusters game, which is in third person view. I just want them to show what it looks like from the perspective of a ghost when you're trapped in the trap. I feel like it's the same thing that happens to Pokemon in the balls. I think it is. What happens? Because they, they, they show the people trying happens to trap them. happens when you put them in the fucking vault? That's much more grim. 
But hey. I don't, I don't know if you've seen the game theory video on what happens to Pokemon inside of Pokeballs. I, have, it, ooh, I haven't, but it sounds positive. I haven't Magic. seen a game theory. All I see MadPad is doing is talking about Five Nights at Freddy's. So <laughs> do you want me to spoil the game theory episode for you then? Go right ahead. So basically, the long and short of it is that Pokemon, when they go into Pokeballs, are being literally killed and then remade like cloned when they come out so you never have the original quote-unquote pokemon after you put it into the ball technically is that also why pikachu was like don't get me in that ball uh you know he theorized about that but <laughs> you know we'll never know Damn. So. and it's just the so it's theory. like some like star trek shit yeah no wonder pikachu looks thinner and different now versus the like original chunkers pikachu we had okay i'm sorry but that is dark because like yeah how the fuck they gonna be crying over his body in the movie right and you know what it's just the theory a game theory. is it is it a buffy <laughs> mm, let's not co-op let's not co-op another white man's well no let's co-op a white man's thing yeah let's call the buffy theory since when is Benny a white what? man? No, I said let's co-op a white man's thing. So let's call it a bit a bit theory. Oh, got you. Okay. The fuck? <laughs> I just heard that weird for some reason. Yeah, you heard that weird. I mean, no, I heard it weird because the way you said it like made me think that you were saying the theory is like co-opting. No. What? I said let's no, co-op. Like, uh, I said no, let's co-op a white man's thing and call it a bit theory. I, I don't like calling it co-oping. Can we just say that we're recolonizing the white man's thing? <laughs> okay. Works for me. <laughs> we're or adding flavor. But I guess reconquering. Flavor. Yeah. Adding flavor. Because adding flavor, oh. exactly. Man, so, you know, people have trouble with. So speaking. many wars were fought over spices, and they're not even used. I was yeah, say, speak, they speak. conquered, what, like 70-some-odd countries for spices and never used any of them? I know. I never told you guys why. Um, in like the hospitality industry, there's a symbol for it, and it's a pineapple. And do you guys know why it's a pineapple? Why? Because back in the day, when they first discovered discovered quote unquote uh, pineapples in the they were fancy. Um, they were so expensive that the people that could afford these pineapples would just take the pineapple and put it on their shelf or put it on like a piano somewhere in a very like well like eyeline spot so if they have guests come over their guests would immediately see this pineapple and then they would just let it rot because that was a sign of their wealth was just to buy this very fucking expensive fruit um. Fun fact and about pineapples. And let it rot. Fun, fun fact about pineapples and rich people buying them. Uh, historical figure Aaron Burr once gloated about how he paid, um, I think it was like $8 for a pineapple. But how Yo. much would that be in like today's money? That'd be like yeah. thousands? Like, there, there used to be a whole industry around renting pineapples for parties. Are you Googling that? Yeah. Speaking of societies overthrowing things, my comic book recommendation of the week. Well, Ooh. ever. 
because we haven't I haven't done this in a while. TMNT The Last Ronin. The final oh. the final issue would be out April twenty seventh. Um I cannot recommend this comic enough. If you grew up with the Ninja Turtles, I would say get emotional because this this is the one of the few times I ever got choked up reading the comic book. I've never got choked up reading the comic books. Yo. I'm not gonna spoil to tell you who's the last remaining turtle, but you need to read it yourselves. That's 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 the that's the that's the point of the story. It's like who's they? That was how they build it on. That was the whole marketing. Who's the last living turtle? And that was like the whole marketing scheme for when it first came out. And everybody's like, who the fuck? Like there was like so many polls of who would be that last turtle. Um, and I have. I know who it is, and each I'm like all the first four arcs because the fifth one since the fifth one's coming out, the first the issue two, three, and four tells you what happens to each turtle, and what happens to April O'Neil and Casey Jones, and it's like, like what the fuck, Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman. This is like their reunion comic because they was, if you watch Toys That Made Us, they basically reconciled on that um the netflix documentary which is kind of cool so and that spun out with this um turtle comic that just now this one shot essentially so it's really like a love letter to their 1980s introduction and we have this here so i say definitely check it out wow or you can wait till this fall where the trade paperback comes out nice i i definitely want to check that out that does sound like really interesting, and at least based off of the last comic recommendations you've given me, it must be good. <laughs> oh yeah, because um, I know right now they're on their fourth printing for issue one through four. Those are currently, I think, right now around four to five dollars. Okay, but if you're looking, if you don't try to go for the first and second printing, because those are close to around fifteen yeah. to twenty bucks just for sense. an issue. That makes sense. So I say, if you want to read them now, go for the fourth to fifth printing, which is around the three between three to five dollars, or wait till um, I, I believe there was IDW was talking about it. October November would be the trade paperback for about fifteen bucks. Okay, sounds good. Oh, and before we stray too far from it, Benny, in answer to your question, eight dollars in seventeen eighty would equal about. Um, a hundred and sixty-five dollars and sixty-seven. Hundred and sixty-five. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. That's expensive ass pineapple, man. Right. <laughs> up, Ray. What up, Ray? We got up. Ray. Hello, how's everyone doing? We're good. I'm just giving my comic book recommendation. If you caught that. Ooh, no, my dad. The last Ronin. TMNT. The last Ronin. Oh man, is that when? Don't spoil. I didn't spoil it, so. Is that when all the other turtles get like <laughs> body <laughs> There's one left. Yeah. Damn, damn, it'd be like that. Oh, you get to see it. Oh damn, oh, that's rough. So that's why I said, if you were that, 
if you grew up like I have with the turtles. Yo, why you wanna hurt? Why you wanna punch me in the heart like that, bro? Yo, blame Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Damn it, <laughs> blame them too. Ouch. That's rough. And then coming uh, May first uh, on New Comic Book Day. Actually, May seventh, New Comic Book Day. There's gonna be the first. It is called um, TMNT Armageddon. Okay. For free comic book day. If you want to get issue zero, hit up your local comic book shop. So and support your local brick and mortar comic book shops as well. For real. And that There's is my like one near me, and I was so worried with like uh, during COVID that they wouldn't open back up, and luckily they did. I thankfully have two comic book comic book shops near me because I have a grudge against one of them, so I have to go to the other. Damn. Please explain this grudge. As an origin story. Oh, um, it's kind of petty. I so in high school I used to play Magic the Gathering. So I would play every Friday in the uh, you know the weekly F and M tournament. Uh, and one of the dudes that worked there was um, to put it nicely a stuck up prick. Uh, so. I quit going because of some drama that happened between the other kids that played in the tournament. And then, like, a year and a half, two years later, I walked in to buy some dice. And this dude looks at me, and the one thing he he says, right, no other greeting, he greets me like this. He said, oh, I forgot you existed. Wow. Okay, so then if you weren't yeah. to put it nicely, how would you describe him? Uh, <laughs> God, I can't fucking stand this dude. He brags about his two degrees, yet works in a fucking comic shop and and as an elementary school music teacher. Like, tell us how you really feel. This is the podcast for you. He he tried making fun of me for wanting an art degree. Like, you a fucking music teacher, dude. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he works in a comic shop where like. I don't know if he works there anymore, to be fair, because I haven't been there for, like, another three years at least, because I've never went back. Okay, you should step in there and tell us what happened, and, like, do you get, like, have, like, a, um, what were those cameras that you stick on top of your head? On those a cameras? GoPro? Yeah, the GoPro's on top of your head, and, like, record the whole interaction and let us know how it went. <laughs> we can roast them. Well, I can holding my phone up, too. Yeah, it'd cool. probably look less funny. Or you could even you could even do uh uh what is it like a reverse like Uno card on him and next time you walk in if he recognizes you or whatever it says something you'd just be like, I'm sorry, who are you? Uh or, or you can have us on the screen and we'll roast the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so this is the motherfucker. <laughs> That would be funny. Because as an artist who has an art degree, I will roast the fuck out of him. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, like, I just... God. I'm super curious as to what brings Benita on the camera. It is always a special occasion whenever she's on video. She made made snickerdoodles, man. Cookies. And I'm salty. I'm very salty. <laughs> Are you drinking wine while eat, making these cookies? Oh, I'm not. No. 
but Sadly, damn, that a bad idea. Didn't get any. This is not this, week. Uh, this is a doppelganger. We must go. <laughs> Speaking of doppelgangers, how's those Loki episodes coming, bro? I do have beer. I'd crack a beer. Pardon me. Yeah. I'm I'm prioritizing black hole tangents at the moment, and uh, give me those that, motherfucking episodes. That's already been sent. That's not my fault. You can't slap me three times, bro. I don't hear. I sent him in. Yeah. Like, I don't. He did no, 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 no. I'm not talking I about black hole. I'm not talking about black hole. I'm talking about the the lost Loki episodes that. No, I know. I'm talking about black hole. I'm trying to. The illustrious Benny and Ray has recorded with you. <laughs> Doing this on purpose just so you can get this beer opening. Oh wow! Oh look, uh, that beer may not be uh, tea leaves, but there you go. <laughs> that's, that's definitely a doppelganger. That's. There's uh, no frozen grapes. I'm so sorry. This is drinking beer. That's Speaking of doppelgangers and clones. All right, all right. Star I'll, Wars. I'll just for Star the Wars. That's what's on the actual. For the spirit of it. <laughs> Thank you for the first 30 minutes um, of us indulging with some news, with some little bit of news and my comic book recommendation. Yeah. Um, and gentle 30 minutes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Also, nah. Nope. Nah. What was the meat and potatoes of this episode? Star Wars Rogue One. Rogue One and Episode 4. And Episode 4. We're trugging along. Till we we start ranking them, I already can tell you I'm putting Rogue One at S tier. Rogue One, oh. worst Star Wars movie I've ever watched. Uh, oh God, I, I don't know if I have I'm to rewatch it or not now. Not the Star Wars name on it, you know, like what you could just call it a different movie. You know, you could be like, oh, the heist or something like that. They don't have to be Star Wars. It could be a sci-fi heist movie. All we know. I mean, doesn't it relate directly back to the Star Wars plot, though? Yeah. Like, they're stealing plans for the... Death Star. It's, it's the direct, yeah. like, prequel to the events of what happened We didn't before. even know that, though. We didn't even know that. They could have been stealing anything. They could have been stealing gold. They could have been stealing, like, um, dynamite. They Basically, you just didn't want to watch that movie, then. They could have stealing medicine to give back to the kids, you know? I mean, yeah, um, but was what was that weird thing like Han Solo no. was stealing and Solo? It's like, yo, who wants to take uh, who wants to take out you know a universal like dictatorship? Yo, just yo. give that money to charity, bro. Yo, I'm just playing. <laughs> 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 I love, I love what it was. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I feel like Desi's trying to figure out how to proceed now. No. No, I think he's just trying to count to ten and back, and then yeah, again in his head. I'll I'll see my uh, I'll meet my my therapist on Monday. <laughs> we'll be fine. I'll be fine. Need a therapist. Yeah, but anyway. They're the best slash worst things that will ever happen to you. After after this D and D campaign, I'm really gonna need one. You know, I'm okay. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> that that's a topic for later. Yes, for real. Therapy's great. <laughs> There's just a lot of shit you gotta talk about. <laughs> there was so much that happened that last session. Oh my god. Okay, not what we're talking about. Um, Me screaming, crying. Uh, we'll get into it later. Star yeah. Wars. So, hi, fucking. You wanna go first, Benny? 
Oh, you want me to go first for Rogue One? Well, not, I know Don Jason because they still got 40, 48 minutes left. Yeah, I still technically have 48 minutes on the movie. Well, I guess this oh, would be a good, I, I, this would be a good way for you to judge if you want to finish those 48 minutes, then. Yeah. Okay. So, wait, but we are talking spoilers, then. It's perfectly okay with me. Okay. I, I will be honest. I'm not that dedicated to Star Wars. Okay. <clears throat> well. Um, so, our, so, Rogue One, first of all, Obviously, Des finds it as an S tier. I personally think it is one of the best uh, quality uh, recently to come out. Like uh, uh, Star Wars movies, it's still probably like the best one to come out within recent time. Um, the plot, as far as where it sits in the universe, I think is very interesting because they were able to have like a kind of concatenated story of these different um, people and kind of like, it, it's kind of one of the first times in a major movie length Star Wars title that we got to see the universe outside of the um, direct viewpoint of Jedi's. Mm -hmm. oh. And I think that was important to have in like a movie format. So that way it could prove at least in a certain, at least in, I, without that movie, I. Uh oh. Apparently. Because if they hadn't made a good movie with modern technology and like wowed people in like a, a impressive way with the story that was moving, um, I don't think that it would have the traction that it currently does to have even set up the next three sequels that came out afterwards, including the Han Solo prequel that came out later. So, four movies. I would say for me, um, I do I definitely agree because we got to see the two sides of the same coin of the Rebellion and the Empire. Mm -hmm. I think more laid out better than the prequels. Yeah. Because it shows the Rebellion is not is just as sh shady as the Empire. Mm -hmm. Like, they was willing to go that far. Like, Diego Luna is like, I would say he needs to be in more shit. Than he is already. <laughs> like when he told Jen, he's like, "This I've been doing this since I." W you can tell he want to say, "I want to been doing this. I've been doing this shit since I was six mm -hmm. I just passed that part of the movie. Like you can just feel the like the frustration and anger, and like it's just like, and it makes sense. Well, I mean, it's also a very human moment in a story that's about people who are otherwise extraordinary mm -hmm. in some way, shape, or form. You know, like, the the actual societal impact that this war has on people. Yeah. I mean, As it kind of shows... Politician view. Yeah. Again, like, it's... <laughs> what a lot of the later movies, like, do a super great job at doing because of the focus of who the quote-unquote main characters were but like it's the regular people they're gonna fight and slash win your wars for you not you know like the destined chosen ones yeah. mm -hmm. um but i think one of the things i do wish like i still do really enjoy this movie but, like, one of the big things, I love that I'm doing this with, like, my oven mitt on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just 
Flick that around. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I wish, like, there was just more character development. So either um, it sort of combined, like, uh, Diego Luna's character and um, it's her fucking face's character. Felicity, Felicity Jones. Um, they're like into one character or fleshed out her character more because I feel like we just got a hell of a lot more from Diego Luna than we ever got from Benito. Hey, hey, Benito, hey, just wait till the um, people series comes out and you learn more about that. Um, I... And or <laughs> just wait. I mean, it's called Star Wars Andor, right? Yep. Well, we'll see. God, but um, just yeah, I feel like it just would have been kind of sense to just again get more from her because we sort of just got a quick background. Oh no, my mom died, which is obviously the Disney staple. Yeah. Um, yeah, I gotta kill one of the parents. Um, also, fuck Disney. And then, yeah, and then just again the utter uh, underutilization of Forrest Whitaker, like as always. Always won an Oscar, people. Come on, it's fine. I have to take some cookies out of the oven. Wait, have y'all played that new Star Wars game? Um, Fallen Star- Order. Huh? Yeah, it's Fallen Order. Yeah, have you played that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, me and I finished Christian it. Passed. I liked it. We know he's. A, I know he's in the. I know Forrest Whitaker is. Forrest Whitaker is in the game of Saul. Okay. Wink, 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 wink. Which takes place before <laughs> Rogue One. Um, yep. Uh, I do agree with Benny. I wish there was. It, he. I wish he was more in it, but everybody was telling me like you need to watch Rebels. Like he's in, like um and I think Clone Wars because he's in those episodes of those shows as well. So I'm like, all right, I'll go back and watch those because I'll see more of Saul Guerrero. But I would say my only gripes with this one, though, was not the characters. This is the first 20 minutes. A lot of jump cutting. Yeah. In, those, in, the, in that first 20 minutes. It's like it doesn't have a good... It doesn't It doesn't pick up a good even flow until they got to Jetta. Well, because I think, I think they focus a little too hard on trying to introduce you to the separate pieces that they don't necessarily flow exactly cor- like well together mm. but once they get the initial introductions out of the way and stuff that's when like they can focus on certain characters and be like okay now that you know who's important those people are in the background mm-hmm. and donnie motherfucking yen and jen win jang win oh my god as i can never you know i can't pronounce that name oh, the fuck... <laughs> but they were so fucking great their brothership. It was like I got emotional towards the end of the movie with them, just with them. So I'm like, oh yeah, mm. I'm, the feels is coming in. They were more than brothers. I know, but I'm still like, <laughs> come on, come on, the force no, is but... <clears throat> Yeah, I, legit. I, I was just like, what is this feeling I'm feeling in my throat? Oh yeah. And see, it's feeling so this. weird because it's kind. It kind of like it's. It takes. I love the big fuck you that is the entire story of Rogue One in general as like where it stands in Star Wars because Rogue One is basically a giant movie to cover one plot hole in episode four. Mm-hmm. Which was how it the wasn't fuck- even a plot hole though. 
it wasn't a plot hole, but it's the thing. It's the thing for so long that everybody's been like, "Why did they build a giant space machine that had one specific shaft where if you shot it, you know, then it okay. then it would completely blow up." No like, offense, but like these are spoken by dipshits who have never looked at a fucking engine because that's like being like, oh my god, why does my car have an exhaust port? If someone yeah. were to stuff a fucking potato in that, would my car blow up? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. God damn you're it. right. Okay, I'm sorry. Like a, but, banana, like a banana in the tailpipe. Is basically <laughs> a giant fuck you to like, here is the, here is the, the plans. And just one throwaway line of like, Many many people uh, uh, lost their lives to get this to you. It just all of a sudden puts all that weight. And then, <laughs> Mr. Jimmy Smiths. Hey, collect that check, bro. Collect that check. And when, nope. he, when he says, I'm going to Alderaan, I'm like... <laughs> I'm, I was in the theater, and I'm sitting there. I was like, oh, no. A friend yeah. of mine was like, what? You, I was like, have you not seen episode four? And she sat there for a minute. Oh, I was like, yeah. Yep. Jimmy Smith's goodbye. <laughs> she was like, oh, fuck. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Bye, Jimmy. <laughs> you, you'll you be remembered in the Star Wars universe. I will As remember Jimmy Splats. you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love you, Jimmy. Uh, this is like I like Garrett Edwards, the Gareth Edwards as a director. Like, if you haven't seen the Raid and the Raid Two, go watch it. But I know it wasn't to- him though. He he directed it, but I know they had someone else besides him to like come do reshoots as well. I think I remember. I'm talking about like the Raid. He didn't do those movies. Really? Wait. Uh- Nah. I think he did. One of them's. He did Godzilla. It like I think it was called like Monsters or something like that. Yeah, I was wrong. I got the wrong person. Who the fuck am I thinking about? No idea. The Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I I. You are off. Oh, line. Evans. Yeah, I got. I, I mixed up the. Um, mixed up the two. Very close. Hmm. Name. What's that? Why? Um, the the three dudes from um the Raider is in a Star Wars movie, but we're not nowhere near that one yet. So we don't have to worry about that just yet. <laughs> not yet. We'll come back to that tangent when it's on time. <laughs> We'll be there soon. <laughs> Some sometime in April. Um But yeah, I, I would say Jason is is I would say so you're at the part where you, when he says I've been doing this for six years since I was six, that means you're at right after he's trying he didn't succeed on killing his father killing Jen's father, right? Jason's on mute. Uh, so they probably want to go get cereal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Gave a thumbs up. Okay. Oh, they gave a thumbs up. Okay. Um, I would say it's worth it to finish out those last the um the last forty eight. It really is. Yeah. It gets very tense and it gets very emotional. 
So I say definitely do it. I will say I did plan on finishing the movie. I just didn't know if it would be worth it to rewatch when it came time to rank the movie. Ah. It might be one of the only ones that's worth rewatching. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, okay. okay. So this I think is one of the only times we and not that he wasn't badass before, but like obviously we got to see Darth Vader. Like Ooh. the reason people were scared of Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And then we also got to see him do epic fucking dad jokes, and I am here for that. Yep. You're mm-hmm. choking on your aspirations, and he just turns around, and I'm like, ah! yeah. Need him it's to like... make more dark dad jokes. Like, I'm like, at this point in time, he does not yet know he's a father, but he's still making the jokes that, goddammit. <laughs> at this point, he's like, I, I could have been a father if I hadn't force choked my wife. <laughs> and like, I could have been a father if I hadn't <laughs> murdered my <laughs> my wife and my children in the womb. <laughs> so he's he's doing the dad jokes for the mm-hmm. kids he could have had. Mm-hmm. Um, was this the first time we saw Mustafar as well in live action? Would that be? Mm-hmm. No, oh, no, no, no. Pre- oh, the prequels, cause... prequels. Oh, yeah, the prequels had Mustafar for sure. Um... I'm just saying, how fucked up is that of the Emperor to be like, oh, let's put your base of operations on your greatest defeat. Yeah, well, because, well, that, okay, specifically, they did that specifically because it was definitely on purpose to fuck with him, to cause him more pain and more anger, so that way his influence in the dark side would be even stronger. Like, it was done on purpose that they put him there. I mean, it feels like a very Sith thing to do. Mm-hmm. And by the way, um, the Inquisitors that are like in you know the rest of the series and stuff, their main um, temple is on the planet right next to Death Eaters. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, I mean, I get it. You want to be super powerful and stuff, but really worth it. That's. I feel like that's a bad call because it's like, oh, just hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, next it's fine. Week. It's not like it's a giant galaxy where you could literally put your people any fucking where. Nope, okay. you can put them right well, next to each other. It's fine. This would be surprising for Christian. I, all honesty, may want to replay Fallen Order because of rewatching Rogue One. Yo, really? I said maybe. So. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. That's valid. That's valid. Here, I do thing. still need to like finish it because when I got to that one fucking the first time you run into the what's her name the fucking sister night oh. sister yeah the night sister yeah I died many times many, no many times I I uh, we will it was well documented on this podcast well yep. on the giant controversy robot me um as I progressed through the game there were episodes of the of the giant controversy where I was bitching about certain things about fallen order. <laughs> Okay. Specifically I'm a, on Kashyyyk. I'm gonna... Oh, my God. The Kashyyyk one... Okay, I get why you were frustrated. It's unnecessarily long. Like, for I, the love I, of God. I get why... I get why. I do get why. That one was a long level. <laughs> but, uh... uh what three was I gonna say? Three days on one level. I, I never Fallen know. Order gives you a moment 
where it is very much like Rogue One, where it's like, holy shit, this is why people are afraid of Darth Vader. Yeah. And it gives you a really good moment like that. Like, I didn't realize you had to run. And yeah, the, the like, button came out, like, oh, I'm going to fight him. And I was like, oh, no, I'm supposed to run. Yeah, exactly. Like, they they start you out making you think that you're going to fight him. And you try to fight him. And then it's very obvious that it's like, no, your only option is to literally run and try to survive being killed by Darth Vader. Like, you are not, like, even at the end of that game, you are not strong enough to fight Darth Vader. So then that one, like, sound, that song where it's like, run. And then the music, like, yeah, basically. I would say that when he. That fucking meme of the dude running down the hallway in high school and the one guy just, like, T-posing in the ceiling. Just like. Or, like, oh my god, who's the TikTok guy that has the headphones, but he does the really great, like, run? Yeah. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. And I, exactly. I and, I no. and I don't understand that reference. Um, but back on the ending of <laughs> Rogue One, um, I did like the fact that they let that moment like set before Vader's blade just started just kicked on, and yep. then just his theme kicked in, and everybody's like, "Woo!" Like, I remember watching that in theaters, and at the time, nobody knew that he was gonna even be in the movie, mm-hmm. and it was just like, "Oh, just." Boy amazing when you see the darkness and you're just hearing those bells but you hear his breathing and then you're just like fuck okay yeah. you're like get the fuck out of the way run bitch run <laughs> he's just like take it take it take it run run and I was like yeah it's and- like it's like anxiety oh. because you're like for the love of god someone get the thing no I was just I legit beautiful. was when the whole when that room was red I look like Edna Mode from Incredibles just fucking smiling like holy fucking shit. Why can't we get like a reboot of fucking of A New Hope so we can get this type of Vader going against Luke? Oh my god, right? Like, I want to see this Vader fighting Luke Skywalker. It is, it's so funny when you go from like that, which theoretically took place, you know, a few days before the events of... Uh, a new hope so it's like you just see that badass scene and then you just see the weird like swaying back and forth thing of him and obi-wan <laughs> like, and him tapping his like, and him tapping his foot on the rope to make sure he's I really gotta, gone i gotta link you guys a video if you guys haven't seen it someone did uh i'm, I'm trying to remember the, the the person who did it but someone did a really great um remaster of that scene where they basically like re they 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 reshoot that entire scene and using CGI they make it look believable like a actually good fight between Darth Vader and uh, and Obi Wan. I think okay. I've seen it. I think I've seen it before because we um, oddly enough we had the same conversation. I think you shared it before. Yeah, if uh, I'll share the link again, but um. Yeah, it just ends off and then go right into episode four, which I guess is a good transition. Yeah. Oh, I know, and also the reason why I'm I give I gave Rogue One before we go over to episode four a four and a half out of five, only because this the Uncanny Valley. I when you watch it on four K, oh yeah, it's very fucking noticeable about Tarkin and Leia. Like you could have just let Billy Lord just 
be like dye her hair. She looks close enough like her mother. You just let her dye her hair, and it's like we all know this is Leia. Instead of just um, putting her mother's face over her head, and mm-hmm. then Tark, and then Tarkin get to just recast the Tarkin, get an actor who looked close enough like Tarkin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ben Mendelsohn. They had looked good. Like, just it's mind-boggling to me that Mon Mothma is recast, but yeah. like. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I'm like okay, um, but Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, Something I forgot. We forgot to mention. Perfect. <laughs> he has that entitled. I am a Sith general, Empire general to a T. Yeah, <laughs> like this is why he is Talos in the MCU. But he's not a bad guy. But still, he has that. He has that swagger to be a, a dick. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's it's really well done, and a, also a DC fact: he's the first live action, um, the first person to play a Batman animated CD, series character in a live action Batman movie. Roland Daggett. Really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. That is a DC fact. But right over to episode four, New Hope. These, oh, are we not rating them? I rated mine. Sorry, what was yours? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jumping again. I'm sorry. I jumped again. Um, I'm giving it a solid uh, eight out of ten. Mm. Also, these last two cookies look fucking perfect, guys. Eight out of ten is about where I'd put it, even though I have 48 minutes left. But you've seen it before, so <laughs> you can still technically rate it. Oh well, yeah. Mr. Lama. I would give it I think I, I'd give it an eight and a half. Yeah, I'd give it an eight and a half. And Mr. Taco Tuesday? I give it a two point five out of ten. Is this a legit or you being uh, a chaotic person tonight? I'm being legitimately chaotic tonight. Okay. <laughs> An asterisk to that two and a five. It's a it's a eight point five. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now going, I get like Benny said. One week later, <laughs> episode four. One week later. <laughs> um, in a different part, yet somehow still weirdly close. Storm in a galaxy, semi not that far away. Um, didn't on my couch. Didn't George Lucas' ex-wife rewrote um, episode four? Um, she helped, I think, with that one. With two, I mean, she helped a lot. Oh, now you get off the goddamn chair, you fucking bitch! Hi, Tink. <laughs> <laughs> Tink the cat has made their appearance. Yes, my beautiful child. I knew it had to be a cat you were talking to when you said that. <laughs> no one talks to them like that, but cat owners. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is very true. Uh, and she is my my beautiful child. She has but... me ice. She does steal my chairs 
all the time. I will make this point about episode four. That made me laugh out loud. My brother's like, why are you laughing about episode four? When Obi-Wan says, stormtroopers have precise aiming. And we go on to the scenes in these fucking Death Star. Them shooting at Luke, Han, Chewie, and Leia. And they ain't hitting shit. I was like, yeah, Obi-Wan. They got precise I'm aiming. I'm so glad you brought that up. Because, because so many people who watch these fucking movies seem to forget the line that fucking Tarkin says where it was all a ploy that they were purposefully shooting bad because they yep. put a tracker on their ship. That's true. But there's also um, there's also that scene in Rogue One when there was in that, like, that vault, I think, where they... Um, didn't they like mess with their um, aiming stuff, aiming technology in Rogue One? It's one of my most just things I, like I despise about it is because so many people made that same fucking joke without like paying attention to anything else in the movie. So now, canonically, again, because fucking fanboys, like stormtroopers are a joke the rest of the other fucking movies. I'm admit, I like the Stormtroopers in the wait, sequel wait. trilogies. Wait a second, I'm looking. Well, we'll get mm-hmm. to the sequel trilogy. So, um, the reason I like these the 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 the, rig, the original trilogy more, especially Episode Four, is that it's that Superman effect where it's like. Being kind of like, holy shit, I haven't seen anything like this before. It seems cool. It seems interesting. And we have, um, and especially that scene where Luke is like, oh, ho hum, like, I ain't never gonna leave Tantooine type of attitude. <laughs> he goes out there and the two sons is there. And then the, we, all, we all know about the, the, the John Williams scores and everything. But, um, that just that swell that music that introspective for Luke and I'm just like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. That that crescendo. I'm like, I'm gonna have to re-listen to the score again. <laughs> I mean, it is it is quite a it's quite a beautiful shot. Like, mm-hmm. it really is. It's iconic for a reason because I don't know. There's something about the film. There's something about you know the 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 lighting and the the kind of like emotion that the music brings about like with that kind of like yes young fresh-faced luke Mm -hmm. staring at like a desert empty but still somehow feeling hopeful a new hope kind of the thing and just Mm -hmm. go ahead jason uh, i was gonna say i when i watched episode four it was the first movie i watched because i watched them in release order right Mm -hmm. and i live logged like i have this google doc with a bunch of timestamps and my comments next to it about episode four and i will be 100 percent honest with you half of it is um fucking r2d2's lines <laughs> in the way they subtitled them yeah this is fuck uh and then the blue milk caught me off guard i don't know why the milk was blue. um and then I, re- I remember very specifically commenting on how Luke's mom wore, like, denim when everyone else wore these, like, muslin 
robes. <laughs> Funny reference. Luke is wearing Levi. They're all most of them are wearing Levi's. Yeah, they're just like torn up and like yeah. they just don't look like it. They yeah. uh for Luke Skywalker's pants, they're they've been bleached, <laughs> super bleached, and they just took the pockets off the back of the pants. And he's just wearing he's just wearing a a, a karate gi as his top. Uh, his mom is wearing fucking denim head to toe. Like when it uh, works, it works. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can but, tell. Hey, in the seventies, that was the future. Yeah, Archie's like definitely oh, again. Movie. Never Archie going to forget the best lines in that movie. In fact, I will die on that hill. <laughs> Fucking beep sassily, like beep sassily. Oh my god! Did you ever see the um the deleted scene from the prequels, where specifically in Episode Three, where Hayden Christensen, it, where Anakin is talking to Obi Wan, and it's a it's a deleted scene where they're in the ship, and and uh he's talking to Obi Wan about what R two's doing down in the hangar bay, and he's like. Man, sometimes I don't understand him, and Obi Wan's just like, "Oh well, I, why are you asking me? I don't speak protocol droid." And Anakin's like, "Oh, that's right, that's right. Like beep boop beep whatever is up versus beep boop beep is down." But they dub over him to where it sounds like he's doing the the, the R two D two noises. I have not seen that, but it sounds absolutely fucking hilarious. It's fucking funny. I'll. I'll why would you that. cut that? Huh? Honestly, why would you cut that? Because it wasn't, that, you know, crucial to the story. The elevator was... This is why George Lucas should never be in sole control of you know, it's anything. So, he is. It's just comedy gold. It just doesn't have the intention he wants it to have. Like, I wish Disney... This is the one time I, I wish Disney had the original trilogy without all the CGI into it. Because I totally forgot going back to rewatch the, all the CG that they put in for it because he said it fits better with the overall narrative. I'm like, no, George. The you the Jim Henson creature makeup that you have worked with these people, all these people who made all these handmade stuff is the reason why Star Wars looked so unique and so great. You put it in CGI just fucking, like, when I got to fucking Jabba the Hutt, I was like, oh. Yeah, that was... Mm. I was like, I just remembered. I was like, we still got to get to um, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> so, uh, the fucking the graphic in the older movies just makes my head hurt. Well, it was all practical effects. You, uh, yes, they're not good now, but you I definitely got to respect what they did at the time. Yes. Like they're the still solid. Like... Yeah. And you gotta appreciate how many of those were literally matte paintings filmed. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, the whole, like, hangar bay scene. Yep. Just, like, a lot of the stuff they did was amazing and groundbreaking. And I think a on an Academy Awards for those, didn't they? Oh, yeah, no. they Like, what was it? The, um, the, the special effects uh, director had won multiple awards for um, for like the pioneering techniques that they basically they created yeah like things like things like um one of the they most major things budget. being like back in the day huh they had one hell of a budget for movies back in the day 
right? I had looked it up. It was um, uh, the budget for episode four was like twelve million dollars, which yeah. is how much in today's money? A lot. Man, I shouldn't have gotten rid of that page. Twelve million. Nineteen seventy-six. I'm assuming yep. is when they filmed it. Seventy-six. The original budget was only ten million, and they added an extra two million later on in filming. So the movie won best costume, best oh direction, God. best film editing, best score, best sound, best visual effects, and then the special achievement award. You know, it's it's funny when I look at the number; it's a lot more than what obviously than twelve million now, but. It's not necessarily crazy high for high budget movies now. Like twelve million back in nineteen seventy six would be fifty nine million eight hundred and thirty four thousand six hundred and fifty seven. That's like a mid range normal budget ish. Yeah, exactly. But okay. back in the day, that was a lot of fucking money. Yeah. It paid off, I think, because this is where um, you can thank um, for the high cost of collectibles because the studio offered to give him a cut of um, the box office profit. They get to keep all of the money from like the sale of the toys and everything like that, or he could just keep the rights to all the toys and they get box office and yeah. he chose toys he chose correctly chose wisely mm-hmm. you chose wisely <laughs> <laughs> god that reference <laughs> I mean it fits another no George hope. Lucas no hope your religion ain't gonna do you any good without a good blast on your side kid <laughs> what what it, uh what does he call it again? What does he call it when he does he call it space magic or something? No, what does he call it? Oh my god, when he was making fun of Luke of like I don't get your your hokey. Oh, your ho- hokey magic. It's hokey space magic. Yeah. Your hokey space magic kid. Something like that. Yeah. yeah sure. And then cut to 30 years later and he's like it's real. Oh, real. Or towards the end of the movie, may the force be with you. I'm like, really? I would have been like, really? Really, bro? Put the money in your goddamn cart. (laughs) (laughs) Was it? um, Was it in episode four or five when Luke meets Yoda? Five. That's five. Wait, it's okay. Is it five? Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, you're right. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, you're right. Oh, sorry. I'll wait till the next one to make that comment then. They did my man Yoda wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry, it just how does one go from Jedi Master to trash goblin? I I'm that's what I'm saying. The whole prequels Would it help if I told <clears throat> you that, that was Yoda's self imposed exile and punishment for having uh not not uh, for, uh... I mean, I knew that. I knew that it was 
his self-imposed exile, but he literally just, like, raids Luke's, like, food rations. Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he literally up. behaves like a trash goblin when he was so wise in the prequels. I 100% believe, like, that was just George Lucas being, like, yeah, um, I hate that I'm blanking on it. Jim Henson, like, yeah, go crazy. It's fine. Jim Henson and Frank Oz. Um... Do, do your thing um so yeah it's just again this is where i'm like really uh should have just watched the movies he made before um deciding to write i just like Wolf. yoda is a character i hate what they did to him and like, it's, again, it's like one of those things where it's like okay i do fully understand that like Ed. 30 years have passed or I guess technically 20, because Luke was 20 in the first one? 19? Something like that. He was, like, older, like, young adult age. It's like a right wee baby. Baby, baby man. Um, wee baby man. So, like, 20 years of self-imposed exile, where, like, you literally only have swamp creatures to talk to, definitely feel, like... I mean, yeah, true that. You'd go a little cuckoo for... Uh, and then, like, on top of that, I mean, it's also a morbid thought, right? But you remember how, like, Yoda literally felt the death of all the younglings? Mm-hmm. Like, worse. Like, that's got to be traumatic, too. But also, okay, so then this is also, like, another thing where I'm like, man, this is where, like, the shit... It's, I'm sorry, I'm moving too much for Tink now. Uh, <laughs> um... But, like, just imagine, like, the horror of fucking Vader, um, Yoda being like, oh, Vader's kid is now on my planet. Fun. What we thought was supposed to be balanced to the Force. His kid survived. And that murdered all those people. His kid survived. Like, just that yeah. thought. Well, I mean, going he was, through his head. Well, he was he was also like part of like Luke's survival initially. I mean, I know, but it's again, it's I feel like it's just still one of those things where you're just like, "Fuck, man." Hmm. Well, yeah. you know, the funny thing is about the prophecy, and I know we're getting too far ahead of the movies and stuff now because we're we're now talking about like all of the OG movies, but like the. The idea of, like, Anakin as a prophecy, even though it was weirdly what? told, technically does still circle back it's around. Still, it's still mm-hmm. right. He was destined to balance the Force. Yeah. And in a time where primarily the light side is reigning, why wouldn't they consider briefly for a moment that the balancing was going to be on the other side? It was hubris. That's, like, part of the idea of, like, what was wrong with the Jedi Order near its fall. Which is what gave way for Luke to, like, theoretically build it back up into the newer thing. And out of all of those Jedi Masters, my man Yoda was the only one that was briefly worried about it. Everyone else was just like, oh, have faith in the boy. He'll do the right thing. No, he doesn't. No. (laughs) No, he didn't. You know... Right. Mace Windu didn't trust his ass either. I'm gonna say that right now. <laughs> I mean, he technically did 
in the fight because he wasn't expecting. And at that point, the other, expecting the that other thing that the Clone Wars gives us is that at that point, Anakin was in good standing in by the point of Revenge of the Sith because all the events of the Clone Wars had already been happening. So he, uh, even though they don't play it like it in the movie, is a decorated general at that point. Nobody expects the Sith Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> that it just... It's, it's inconceivable. Oh, the prophecy kid. He's actually evil. Ew, he tries to kiss the girl that's like 10 years older than him? And listen, they had a listen, listen, it's romantic. It's a it's a love story. It's and grooming. How he was able to like reverse grooming? It's very weird. You want to talk about weird? Finding out that they're fucking twins. And I, I just, I just really, I, well, it's because at that point George Lucas also still hadn't cemented the idea of what he wanted to Star Wars to be. Yeah. So he, he like can talk up a game to be like, I had this all planned out. It's like, bitch, no, you didn't. Yeah. No, no, uh, I know we're jumping, but when we get to episode <laughs> episode seven, not episode episode six. And, and Leia kiss Han. He's like, he's my brother. That look realization, like. Yeah, I love, I love, like, have you ever seen the cut where they do the cut of that where it's like they realize it and then it flashbacks to that scene and they play the Kill Bill music of like. And it's so funny because I just, again, I love how as humans, we are still, like, the fucking same. Like, we can change and grow and become better. But, like, when this these movies first came out, they had the huge fan clubs. And this was the shit where it's, like, you just had to talk to people or, like, send in letters to be, like, oh, my God, I love these people. And so there's all these people that were, like, so angry that she ended up with Han because they were like, he's a fucking stupid dick pirate. Like, he is so untrustworthy. Like, Luke, Luke is so much better for her. He's so kind and sweet and loving. And, like, why is she going with that douchebag? And then it's just like the next movie comes out. And then it's like, <laughs> you, you know that meme that always have um, Gary Oldman yelling, everyone! I forgot what movie that was. When I had someone who Leon, did, the professional. Thank you. When someone I I knew someone who did that and I was like I yelled, I was like, They're fucking siblings. That's gross. What the fuck is your problem? Oh my god. No. <laughs> like no. I was like, go on Pornhub if you want that shit, alright? Not in my Star Wars. I'm sorry. No, that's like weirdly popular. I don't know why. I don't know why. But anyways, that's not the topic of that's tonight's That's not the episode. topic. That's not, let's, not, let's go back. Let's not go back to our old haunts, Christian. Let's, uh, I don't know why you brought it up. Please stop <laughs> connecting us to those episodes. I'm going to. I want people to listen to those episodes and then come at us. We, stop it. Tw- uh, 2020 was a rare time for us. <laughs> no, 2020 was when we were actively trying to like get sponsored by Pornhub. Once again, Bruh. once again, 2020 was a weird time. <laughs> I, um... Pollo El Campero. Just, I 
feel what? like you guys made right now in one um, blow. make the same mistakes a lot of men do who create a podcast uh, of their own and you know think by making yeah. sexual jokes and stuff like that as being fun and edgy when it's just being like every other man with a yeah. Podcast well, microphone. We've since moved away from that. You have. Yeah. <laughs> the growth is important. The growth, the growth is, is important. important. It's clear and it's ongoing. This was like the first three months. Yeah. No, no, Beginning of any podcast no, no. is always going to be the roughest. So. To our four to five listeners on Spotify. Hello. I'm trying not to Thank you out. for being here. I'm trying it's not to the... <laughs> That's 45 dedicated people. And we love and we... you. <laughs> Jinx. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's true, goddammit. <laughs> he appreciates, yeah. Um... It's not just the beer talking. <laughs> and that's why I, what I appreciate about you is that all you appreciate about me. Fine, your sister's hot, Wayne. There, I said it. Runs into a field. I'm giving episode four <laughs> hope a four out of five. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, uh, what would we rate it out of five? Uh, you can. Y'all been doing tens. I've been doing fives. I was gonna say yeah. I'm giving I'd give it a solid eight point five out of ten. I'd say the first episode. Mm-hmm. Episode four. Mm-hmm. Because. Did- pioneer a lot of new things for the film industry so i can't really rag on it for being old and looking bad because you know all of those things looked really good at the time yeah like by today's standards it's not nearly the same but like back then nothing looked like that yeah like now you can make something much better with an ipad and a garage but yeah i feel like we're gonna get to a point in technology to where people are gonna be like fucking with um, subatomic particles in their basement pretty soon because it, it's like one of those things where just technology gets so yeah. weirdly quicker and easier and accessible that we don't, yeah. need, many, we don't need many black holes we I know right wait until someone tries to accident like fuck up nuclear fission in their own garage you know fuck it I welcome death God damn. <laughs> this one I'm just like take, take me away it's fine Calgon, Calgon, the back hole. Take me away. Eat me up. I would, I would rank episode four as an eight. I too rank it as an eight out of ten. And as promised, folks, we we did the two movies we finally got to. A. <laughs> we find we got there. We got there. Man. Got there. And now, and now next. Which one's five and six? Five and six. Oh yeah. I think Empire every- Strikes Back and The Last Jedi. Personally, honestly, Return of the, of the Jedi. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Sorry. Um. Uh, of my of the three um, original sequel. Uh, of the three original series um, trilogy. Why do I keep fucking up words? Of the three original trilogy, Episode Six is my favorite. Personally. It's not the best movie, but it's my favorite. I'll say episode four because I'm I. 
the childhood memory coming back watching the trilogy mm-hmm. but then watching Superman 1980 um 1978 those two back like watching those trilogy then that back to back it's just like like holy shit like the childhood memories coming back and there's, there's those good those only those are the good memories of seeing these movies and then remembering um Oh my god, why am I blanking on the same? Oh my god. Lando. Oh. oh. My god. Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. Then remembering back as a kid in the late 80s, watching Billy D. Williams in Cold 45 commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Cold 45. I know you can't. I want to know what universe it is where he came back to play Harvey Dent in Batman Forever. Earth 2? I'm going to go to that we'll universe. Go to Earth two. Let's go to Earth 2. Or you can read it right now in Batman 1989, where they actually, um, I guess he gave that okay to use his likeness, when he's actually Two-Face in those comic books, in that comic book series. Oh, that's cool. That's and, really cool. And they use Marlin's likeness for his um, Dick Grayson. Nice. That's really, that's really sweet. I like that. I say definitely pick Batman eighty nine. You'll see what we was supposed to see in um, in in the movies. Hmm. I heard it's really good. So, I guess we're going moving on now to Jason's therapy on what happened this past Sunday in D and D. Oh my God! Oh God! Christ! It was supposed to be a nice night out. It was supposed it was. to be a break. It was! And then we went to the stupid fucking bar and the dude that was like, I fucking Max and turns out to be Ilaria's goddamn brother. And, and mm-hmm. to those that don't know, my, my character, Ilaria, her backstory, right, is that her, 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 her dad had disowned her for marrying a woman. Right? So, super, super yucky, homophobic dad character. And it turns out that my brother, the dude that was on his side, is eyeing up Maxon over here. And then Maxon walks over to him, introduces himself, and then says he got kicked out of his town for, what was it, quote-unquote, playing hide-the-pickle with a priest? Mm-hmm. And then leaves the bar with him. So, what do you think, your brother? I'm so sorry. I'm not laughing at your pain. I'm just laughing at like the fact that we have a game where these kinds of things have been set up to where these things. You know how much setup had to happen to be able to relaxing. What do you think your brother went through so that he has to hide? Who he is. Thank well, you, clearly, he watched Ilaria get disowned and written out of the entire family history. Fucking, I only have four kids, head ass. <laughs> I mean, that is like, that is like the. For the could be the final, could be the final nail on the coffin for him. Computer. <laughs> but. Here's my iPad. Don't break it. Expensive. Just it, it it's a mini four. Honestly, I plan on getting a new one soon anyways. <laughs> it, it, it's there's, not holding up anymore. Stuff, 
may you you may not know you were you were gone for a long time. Yeah, you were gone for, gone for a good chunk of time. It, it, it is still known that Ilaria's dad is still homophobic. There's yeah. no way he accepts my brother over me. No way. That's just... No, absolutely. So that's what we're saying. Like, he's hiding who he is. He was out at the bar, you know, up... He was out at the bar in the third floor of a very exclusive, like, area to the... Where, like, only a few people would be up there. Um, like, he was out... He was there before you guys got there. Um, so just imagine, Maxon, the plan you have concocted. What would I you do? I swear to God, if you fuck my character's brother... If someone did that, Dorian in Dragon Age. I'm using Dorian as an inspiration. <laughs> That's bullshit. Nah, I'm playing. I'm not. No, where God, I, I, I originally bowl of cereal after this. I originally, for context, Maxon is a straight dude. He has no qualms being hit on by dudes. He, he was, and and his wife was even at the bar. Yeah. And watched this I'm, go down. That was and, not and the question. Your wife. Well, hold on, you walk out of this bar with my brother. I I will walk out with your wife. But here's the thing, though. You even we'll actually go back to the question, Benny, so I can actually Benny, so I can quite uh, answer it. I nah, I legit didn't hear the the, the focus. All I heard was Dorian. And that's why I made that crack. Um, oh. said the plan you're doing what would you have done if someone had done that to dorian oh if someone did that to dorian what you're gonna do to her brother oh i'm not gonna do that no because that was the first thing she's like don't do anything to my brother i'm not gonna do anything to him because when so you're not gonna drug him and then blackmail him well, I am going to drug Like you said that you planned yeah. on doing. Okay. So you oh, are planning on doing oh, something. Oh, oh, to oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, 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 I just remember the, I'm, I now remember, I, I'm now getting the context of what you're saying. I do rem- now. I remember because I just. Oh my God, Christian, would you, would you like just, to share your plan, Maxon? I le- no, I legit forgot because I literally just passed that point. I know. I sit you not. I just I stopped playing Inquisition so I can go get. Remember, I did the mini review of Cyberpunk. I literally stopped doing that mission right after doing that Dorian mission, so I literally forgot. That mission doesn't have anything to do with this. It does because you gave me the context. I was like, "Oh, right, he was." was That mission literally has nothing to do with this. I was just using Dorian's thing because his dad was an evil douchebag magister. Yeah, who was wanting him to hide who he was. So you are sitting here, and I'm just saying, if someone had done that to Dorian, if someone had been like, oh, I'm so sorry, and then fucking pretended to hit on him, pretended to like him, drugged his drink, and then blackmailed him to get something out of him to get to his father. Oh, not to mention the full leading on that Maxim plans to do. Yes. I'm, g- I'm sorry, and you're a good guy? 
we we, 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 we well established Maxon is not a good person. Maxon is not a good guy. That is that Maxon. We have only been able to admit within the last few sessions. Ma no, we, me and Christian actually changed Maxon's um, uh, alignment from within. How many sessions? When we, oh, when, sessions. when we when we got to Last when we after two sessions after that <laughs> when we look, got, at, look at Christian's reaction and tell me I'm wrong. Don't roast him too hard. <laughs> when we got to when we um when we changed Max's alignment when he did hit what he did at fan back in Fanzalin when he interrupted Gadiel and um. Oh, Cyrus? Oh yeah, we we changed his alignment when he when he uh stopped um Sidris and Gadiel while they were fucking. Max was originally chaotic um uh chaotic good. We moved it to chaotic neutral. Yeah, I was like, nah, you're not chaotic good, bro. You're chaotic yeah. neutral at best. <laughs> yeah, so we Max's character alignment got switched off. So he's Maxon goes he, now he he it balances out, and what he's planning on doing is not good. I know it's not good. I I'm st my brain is still reeling over the fact that I'm gonna have to sit, and while Ilaria will not be there to experience it, I will have to sit there and watch as you RP drugging my brother. Faking him out with a lap dance and then blackmailing him. I told you part one of my idea. Uh, uh -huh. I have I have I'm just saying no. And that's why so, no, mm -mm. no hold on. Uh -huh. This sounds one hundred percent like more? we're calling you out on your BS. So you're like, oh no no no, I gotta change this. I gotta change it. I'm not call I'm not changing anything. I'm go I'm, I'm not changing anything. I'm going full intent what I'm here's the thing. I even openly said, Alright, do you wanna come with to keep an eye? And he was like, No, I wanna have fun and wanna no. drink. No, Ilaria doesn't want to come with. She just wanted to go out and get drunk and go home with a hot milk, okay? So that's why I was like, Alright, you still All right, can. I'll... You still can. I'm good. Yeah, Thoughts you called me Maxon. You mean I Jess. am because you're acting like him right now. It was not a slip. That was very much intentional. I just would like to point out look at the amount of pain and distress you are causing Alaria right now. And we have a job to do. It'll all be worth it. That's all I have to tell myself. And all, and that's all I'm going to say. We have a job to do. And oh, everybody, yeah. else can, everybody else can have fun. I'm going to do a job. It'll all be worth it. It'll I, be worth and it. Remember, I remember, remember at the, after the end of the fight we went with against the clerics, I clearly told Alari, what do you want What do you want to do? They said they want to take down their father. I said, N I am at your disposal. Yeah, I said I wanted to take down my dad, not yeah. let you bone and, my brother. I'm not gonna. He's not gonna get touched. He's not gonna get boned. He, he, okay, I'm sorry. Fake bone, my brother. But here's the thing, though. I did as if you boned my brother. Like but, that's the point. Is that he's gonna believe that that's what happened? But the thing is, though, 
I will the one of those, and you probably have an answer for him. I feel like there's that term. Is you're it, you're gonna you're lighting to gaslight my brother. I am well aware of what I'm gonna do. I know After, I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna guess. Who knows what trauma the dad already put him through? Because I mean, if a shithole homophobic dad does trauma on one of their family, we already know he's done it on two because the younger sister already confirmed how much she hates her fucking life. And I and I have legit for this like two days sitting thinking about that. I was like, what does Atlan Fellowship has on his the youngest daughter? And what does he have on Alaria's brother, one of the twins, who, one, I was going to fully go in evil, like, you are out in the open looking for someone of the same gender. And you are out walking the streets of Neverwinter with a man arm in arm. That was going to be the start of the blackmail. Like, I intentionally was going to RP us walking in public for all the guards to see. And all for people to see. Because if it's his fellow if he's a fellowship, they know who the fuck he is. That was the whole intent. And I was gonna ask that question, like, what does your own father has on you that you need to hide? You know I can't wait. Like I was because that was like I was sitting thinking like just say you have that oh, so. habit of taking over control Valaria's mission. I know, and I need, and that, that's why I'm trying to create. Okay. That's why I'm. As long as I get the kill shot. And I keep. You do not touch Atlan Fellas. He is mine. And I keep. I'm going to continue to keep apologizing to Jason for doing that. And I, because I, 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 I am seeing it myself, and I'm going to keep on apologizing. That's why I am planning on exiting out sometime soon. That is that is the plan. I, I asked Christian about that, Ex- like taking me out, not killing me off, just like taking me out the story for a bit. Yeah. For Desi to take a break on D and D for a little bit, because I've I've been noticing I've been like in a way doing main character syndrome, like what people I see people complaining about, and I was like, I notice I'm now noticing I'm doing that, especially after this last session. I could have just let just left him there and just we RP us getting drunk. No, I just went with it. So I'm just gonna step away for a while. It doesn't. It doesn't require a step away but if that's what you feel you want to do then obviously you can but honestly the only thing that i would just say is just like just try involving your party mates in the things you want to do more oh we have we have a discord chat already for that yeah there's a group chat yes no honestly that's like the best news i could hear because i love the idea that you guys talk about it outside of game and that I didn't have to prompt you to do that. And how do you think we came up with that plan to take down that giant monster? <laughs> Which, and it worked. <laughs> and it fucking worked. It worked great. I love the fact that you guys plan. And the thing is, I really need you to plan. Because, shit, the things that I want to throw at you, I still can't throw at you yet. 
know. Like, I, like I haven't thrown the full thing at you yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, me talking about Max and well, Max and saying the snowballing effect of we thinking it's one thing is that's actually me injecting myself into Max. I'm like, I get it. Where are we going? This, the, the, like we think it's a simple, it's a simple mission, and it just snowballs into something bigger. It just, I think it's just like the, I would say the exhaustion on my end. Got you, and that's understandable. That is, because I'm you like, know, now that I think about it, after what Benny said, what if my brother would be on our side now, and we're just fucking over one of our links to get one over on on Daddy Dearest. I even today I wrote something to approach Christian with was to have him come on our side. Because here's the thing I, though. Maxon's whole thing is disguising himself. He did not that honey, bitch. like he did not disguise himself talking to your brother. He gave his real name, which I name dropped and uh, gave his Maxon's real name in the game. Yeah. So, for all intents and purposes, Maxon's making y'all think he's going to do something bad. And I said out of character, I have knockout po- powder. And I know full well elves are resistant to poison. Yeah. yeah. Technically not poison, well, but he'll... He'll be more resistant to it, though. And, okay. I, and I don't want another Seglil fucking situation where I basically would lie to Alari, like, oh, I, I, I hurt your brother. I'm sorry. I had to do something. So I did, like, sit and think about it. I mean, Seglil was okay with you doing that. Really? Because Maxon got scars for what he did. Who are you talking about? The when he when he when he said posed at his mother, I the one time I wish I didn't roll perfectly on mimicking his mother's voice. Oh, you mean you mean okay, not Seglil. You're talking about um, was it Cyrus? Cidrus. Yeah, like yeah, okay, because Seglil is a different character. Yeah, Seglil is Seglil is um Solomon's brother. Yeah, like, but I'm just. Trying to weave in, I, in once again, places, I, yeah, known as Lord of Secrets. But I, but like I said, I am trying to rush, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't be rushing. Once again, I'm sorry, Jason, for co-opting your your storyline. Just trying to get maxing out, mm-hmm. maxing out, so I can just sit, I, sit out. I am a little concerned now, though. Like, like my my brother could be of good help, and I know that now. I now I do hearing more about it. Already halfway to the end, <laughs> and sit and yeah. then and also before we got on the podcast, I was also sitting thinking about. It, I'm like, I mean, like in theory, you could just get him there and be like, "Sorry, I had to be somewhere more private to talk to you about this." We're planning on dismantling your dad's entire company, and that's why I gave the question in the group chat. Like, what questions would you like me to ask, or what would you like me to do? That's why I put it in the group chat because I was like, I oh I actually asked everyone. Right now, I I did see that message and I didn't respond to it because I couldn't think of anything at the time. I still can't really think of anything specific, but like because they show maybe that. maybe blackmail is not the proper option here. 
now that I think about it. Yeah, that's and why. By the way, you guys still have your MILF options because I know, I know that I was know. a big concern. But okay, but those but MILF options were like either hunting for someone in the party or else. MILF hunters. That was a very. I was like, there's no wrong answer here. Honestly, thank you. Yes. <laughs> I, I I was going to like rush that situation with Laura's brother and then have Maxon go back and do do another thing that Maxon has never done because that was serious when I said Maxon never said the word please ever yeah in two campaigns and he finally said please yeah I was gonna have Maxon actually legit be jealous of something <laughs> yo. <laughs> Like, you say that, but when Ilaria threatened to steal your wife, you just said you can try. Because here's the thing, though. He views everyone like... I think we said it. Maxon legit said he has finally has friends. He doesn't... That means... Which means he does not... Zyder is still on the, is still on the, on the, on the case. But here's... I would say in campaign <laughs> one, it was always... It, it ended up coming to be Zyder and Maxon. By the by, the, towards the end. So like yeah. Max is gonna be like Zyder is more of a friend than Olfen Bahir was because they kept on blaming him and on, and openly saying they did not trust him through campaign one. While Zyder was like, well, he Dark didn't... And always sleeping on rooftops and being like, oh, fine. No, no. We all know that Olf and Maxon were soulmates. It's fine. No, yeah, but I remember like, Olf was just mad that Olf was mad that you were quote unquote being unfaithful to your wife. Because he was also a faithful person and then wanted to be faithful with you. That's like really what the torn thing. But also at this, you were already married. But also, but remember, also at the start of the campaign in the first half of it, he openly said he did not trust Max and why he's always leaving out in the middle of the night before Maxon ever said that he was married. When we got to the middle of the campaign after um, the Butterskull Ranch situation. It's so funny how he... The start of the campaign, when you were sneaking away in the middle of the night. Still! What are you fucking... I'm not doing it. Here's the thing, though. I literally... I was like, I get... But here's the thing, though. How many people do you not trust that fucking Christian throws your way? Anybody. Any fucking character. Lice. (laughs) (laughs) Or Any character that Christian plays... New, brand new. You're like, mm, I'm gonna roll to uh, check to see if they're telling the truth or not. Uh, oh yeah, insight the shit out of everyone. I mean, that's understandable though. And to be fair, I have lied to them before. I mean, no, but that's like again, sort of the yeah. thing. You have to create liars and good people. Yo, like, but here's the thing. You remember here's... back when? You remember way back when you thought Solomon was a friend? Oh, no, I never thought Solomon was a friend. I Bitch, just... don't you lie. Don't you fucking yeah, you lie. Did. Do not yeah. lie. Do not no, lie. That, do you remember when you helped save the paintings from yes. being burnt in the fire? Yes. Where do you? What do you think those paintings were of? Now that we know, <laughs> now that I know, I was like, okay, this person is a bad person. Every single one of those painting were, paintings were trapped souls. Everyone, and I was keeping track of which ones that you theoretically were gonna steal. Ooh. And then it was a it was a good thing none of you did. Ooh. It was it was a good Shit. thing that you went up to Lonk. It was a good thing that you went up to Lonk. I do remember this. 
you specifically went up to Lunk and you grabbed the paintings out and then you were like, here, Solomon, they were just holding them for you because you were like, we shouldn't steal these from this guy. Legit said, I don't think he's a bad man. He's fine. Then it was the very next one where you didn't show up and that was when, like, the whole truth fucking came out, like, Lunk got taken. You missed that whole fucking session. That session. No, it, no, because I remember when yeah. they was telling me this. We ah, Maxon uh, was popping Jay, trying to interview Solomon. Yeah, yeah, and then nobody was able to tell, yeah, even and, after trying to read his mind, and he actually was able to shield his mind mm-hmm. versus some of you guys. That's where the untrust started coming in. Yeah, that's where that started coming in. The untrustworthiness started before that, there, though. But that's what I'm talking about. Before that, you guys didn't know, and that's what I'm saying. Because Maxon start, didn't start trusting him again. Didn't start trusting him because Mishra disappeared, then Edmund disappeared, and it was and it all linked back to Solomon. He thought it was the cultists, but it all led back to Solomon. Yeah, that's still linked. That's still that's still what I'm saying is. I, I'm not denying anything that you've done. You're right. Everything that you're saying happened and is true. I'm just saying that there was also a small portion of time yeah. for that where it was played by all the members in the party that like, oh, Solomon is nothing. Solomon is is okay. Oh, yeah. I, I totally 100% agree on that. But I'm just that's, saying, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, that that, uh, that, that existed. Who just straight up said like five minutes ago, you've never trusted him. Oh. We literally just described the point where I did not trust him. Yeah. So what I'm saying is Maxon is not wrong in inciting the shit out of everyone, but at the same time there are obvious people that don't need to be incited that sometimes you do. (laughs) Like, both things can be true. Technically, I think, from my perspective as DM, you guys are both right. You're just both right at separate times. <laughs> it's a lot of shades of gray. There's a lot of shades of gray, specifically because I've made this goddamn game so fucky. <laughs> I'm just like, like I, 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 fun. Benny it's knows. Fun. Benny knows how much stuff I put in in the background for this. And how much I have planned, like on an infrastructure level. I I just hope we kill Solomon in campaign two. I, I I sat there and thought I was like, please don't pull the trope where this motherfucker keeps finding a way to run away every time he's close to dying. I swear. You I, know, I'll say I'll say the next time you fight Solomon, either he goes down or you do. I would rather be the one to go down then. <laughs> By this point, I don't mind killing off Maxon. Have a, a true death. If this is if Salman's going to be a recurring thing, I would rather be the one who dies. I don't mean like you die. I mean like all of you. Oh, you want like, to TBK us? No, like Solomon would be a TPK. Solomon would be a TPK. Why would you assume that Christian wants to kill everyone on this campaign that he has put years? Have you into? seen the Have you seen the evil smirks he gives? 
You never know, man. There's two truths we, and a lie with those We worked in the Abolith, and, and, like, two of our characters were pretty pretty close to down right away. Yeah, I scared them with the Abolith. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that... I was much like video games, but there uh, are going to be times you run into characters that are outside your current yeah. party level. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying, you guys are just assuming that he wants yeah. to murder the entire party, so would... then he has to come up with a whole new okay. fucking story. I will, say, I will say this. I will say this. I'll be very honest. The day, sold their souls to gods. the day that you guys fought the Abolith. I shit you not, five minutes before I jumped into call, I was talking to Oz, and I was like, man, I'm still not sure whether I want to throw one or two Abolith at them. But here's, here's my thing. The reason why I, I, was, the- I was five minutes away from starting that session, unsure of whether I was going to throw two of them at you. Two? Yeah. The, at the same time. Yeah, no, he is trying to kill us. <laughs> he okay. is. That's why we're worried. It's because but he I chose one. All of us. Here's the thing. I though. chose one. Here's the thing, though. I'm used to it because when we got to. But you thought about doing two. See, I did, love that did, you're having this revelation, and that literally Desi's like, "No, but wait, hold on. I'm used to it." Yeah, please tell them why you're used to it. Because we got. Because <laughs> when we got to Axe Home, that's where he let us know. He's like. Enemies we're going to be going against is going to be a little bit more harder as we go forward. So there is a possibility at any point you could die. And the I would say up until that point, the only worst thing we ever had was we was at Falcon's Lodge and we went to sleep. I was the last one to go to sleep because I was almost close to exhaustion. Yeah, you got snuck attack. And then as soon as we was like, we're going for a long rest, Christian was like this, all right, roll initiative. We was like, what? <laughs> that's where we was like okay yeah it's been a while since you've been attacked in your sleep I was like okay <laughs> I was like okay I was like I know where we're going now in terms of this um, this world that's versus creating so like I'm already used to the fact that at any point in time I can die yeah like even when you I, think you're safe I, even when I, you think you're safe I have a eulogy f- to be read for Max in just case I have a true death of course you do um, <laughs> I mean, you got to give them a good exit. It does uh, remind me, like, so Christian, we got to put like a little pin in this. So tomorrow, there's like a question I have for you. Okay. In regards to D and D, so like, just okay. Remember that when we're doing engines, and I'll I'll also try and remember. Yeah, but <laughs> there's been there's been a lot of points in game where I'm like, okay. Most of the time when I make fights or encounters in general for you guys where your lives are in danger, most of the time I'm like, okay, I like to think of it like 75-20. Uh, 75-25. Uh, There's a 75% chance you're going to be fine. There's a 25% chance you'll die. And then sometimes... One in four odds, that's too high. I still remember when you guys were fighting... Uh, Sullivan, that first time, and, like, you even surprised yourself, Christian, when you were like, oh, fuck, that comet did more damage than I thought it was going to do. (laughs) So, like, you legit hurt yourself. And he took the... Because you were playing freaking Sister Gadio. And, Jason, if you remember, Solomon took Sister Gadio, who can actually do that attack. 
Yeah, I'm well aware. <laughs> yeah, that like. So... And, and what's even worse though is that now we found out that Solomon is in league with my dad. So in in um in relation to those two specific things you saw the the comment help if you had an insane person with closer connection the the comet thing and the thing that happened with Ulf turning into a giant like shield of birds right um that canonically even though it doesn't even though it doesn't exist in classic D&D or you know regular D&D I should say 5e um in my game what those were functionally are 10th level spells So I have a, a a list of tenth level spells that exist in the game. Do you have legendary actions on Solomon? Of course. Fucking figured. <laughs> Solomon had legendary actions when you guys fought him. You you notice I've been reading a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so Solomon had secondary uh, legendary actions and lair actions. So you're saying is, and uh, right out my homebrew version of alternate forms. So what you're saying is, we're in for a long haul with this fucker. No, honestly, I hope you guys kill Solomon by the end of this campaign. I want to be done with Solomon. Well, I mean, once we take down my dad, it's it's on to him, you know. That, he's gonna know that we're in town. We're gonna, you know, it's obviously gonna be made known that we know he's there. That was gonna be the pitch idea for Maxon to leave after we take out Atlin. Mm -hmm. Let Maxon leave. Like, say he's going somewhere to research, and then let okay. everyone else do their research in town. Yeah. Yeah, that's valid. But since we know Maxon knows how to tinker a little bit. I just thought about it. I I started as a ranged care as a ranged rogue, with who can yeah. do, who could do daggers. Yeah, I remember that. I want to. were like cutting cutting up harpies from behind and shooting arrows. I, I legit want to. I already came up with two weapons for you. I legit want to create some fucking arrows. Okay. And, and Oz is the one who brought. It. I didn't even bring up bombs. I just remember mentioning bombs, but Oz came with the idea like Maxon is teaching their daughter how to make bombs, and she said napalm, and I was like, I said, I was like, napalm arrows, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like no. Solomon ain't gonna expect a motherfucking napalm arrow, <laughs> like I'll tell you, because I'm thinking I'm also like, also like I know I put that meme of uh, of uh, Thanos and Call of City and going like. Making fun of like area effect of like yeah. I was sitting thinking I was like wait a minute as soon as I was thinking about napalm arrows and I put that meme I was like oh fuck that means the party's gonna be around if I shoot that area <laughs> that arrow yep it's gonna be an area area of effect I don't oh want to I don't want to TPK my own team <laughs> I don't want to TPK my own friends yeah you don't wanna you don't want another woodland man situation on accident <laughs> be like it's for the greater good Maxim no have we not <laughs> learned our lesson with fire at this point? So I guess in your case, Max, it would be for the greater neutral. Yep. 
That's funny. <laughs> Maxon brought, brought a fucking nuke to the party. Like, yo. Okay. It would take you a lot of in-game time, but all the ingredients to create a nuclear warhead exist in my game. In-game time, how long would that be? Um... For the string of events for you to be able to get to that point, um, months. In real life time? That's campaign three shit. <sighs> Mexican's never gonna be punk. Well, no. <laughs> no. You know what? We'll, we'll table the napalm, napalm arrows. You know, Ilaria is not going to have to deal with the pain of outliving her party because you crazy fuckers are going to get her killed first instead. <laughs> this is or, very sad. Or Ilaria is going to live long enough to see. Or Ilaria would be one of the only people who would live long enough to see the industrialization of the world, the changing from feudalism to industrialization to commercialization, and basically back into what would equal a modern version of our own world now. I mean, in theory, she's, all the money she's a make. high elf, functionally. Yeah. Because of this unhealth thing. Yeah, so, so she's got potentially, like, a, a thousand years ahead of her. Exactly. Which means she will, if if she survives long enough, she will outlive every single person on her party. Yeah, like, the the working year is, like, Trying to remember what the working year is right now. Because we said we're going from spring to summer soon. Yeah, the working year is like the 1400s. Wait, what is um, Mouse's life um, life expectancy for fairies? Fairies live longer than humans, but not that crazy long. I think fairies, um, I think I put them somewhere around 150. Okay. I think the person with the closest lifespan is actually Vi. Vice. Yeah. yeah. Isn't Vice fifty three? Yeah. Currently. But like lifespan wise, Vice could live that uh Vice couldn't live He's... another thousand years, but maybe about eight hundred. Well, because Vice is uh what an abyssal tiefling, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then based on their own actions through their life, they may be able to extend that in other ways. But natural life around 800. Okay. Just about the only kind of people that would be able to outlive a high elf are like level 18 druids. Which, once you level up a druid so high, they just kind of... They kind of become a tree and become one with yeah. nature and never fucking die. Yeah, they just stop aging, so. At a certain point, it's like in time where they hit 25 and they're just like, this is my face forever. Mm -hmm. I told you. Yeah, no, Ilaria, I, I wonder if Ilaria will ever have to deal with that. But probably <laughs> not, because you crazy fuckers are going to get her killed first. It's also going to depend on on which plane and which version of reality you decide to call home. He's planning on plane jumping us. <laughs> I've been since campaign one. Listen, listen. Yo, I'm okay. already dealing you with know, the emotional heartache of Maxon trying to, like, or, or 
Max said, figuratively boning my brother. I don't need to think about that right now. That's too far ahead. That is that is for future Ilaria to deal with. I think we 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 came we came to establish gaslighting would be the would be the term. I already got a whole ass city that exists between like the veils of different universes. That that was like, that was hinted in campaign one. That was hinted in campaign one. No, what was hinted at campaign one wasn't even that. What was hinted in campaign one was um, the the bar in the center of the multiverse. You know, I early early on when I joined this campaign, I went to the dollar store and I purchased an actual kazoo with the intent of giving Ilaria a kazoo at some point. Mm-hmm. I think I might make that sooner rather than later. She'll every time some crazy shit comes up, she's just gonna be in the background with her kazoo, just jamming out to her head radio. Bardic inspiration. Yeah. She'll she'll just toot her kazoo at you, and somehow you'll feel inspired. Do you want to know how how I view Alaria's story? Even though it's not the same, it's not the same thing. But in a very hollow kind of like skeleton roadmap, you know how Alaria? What Alaria reminds me of? Hmm. Rick in Rick and Morty. You're like right at you are Rick right after his wife died. God fucking great. You know it's painful how similar their stories are though. I only seen one episode of Rick and Morty is the um Saskatchewan Sauce episode. Oh, that's the, that's the that's the one you need to have seen to get what I'm. We literally about. reveal his backstory in that episode, <laughs> and it's like he be, he starts to like search for what he can figure out and what he can make of his life. And I don't know if you'll have watched the newest season, specifically yeah. the last episode of the newest yeah. season, which rehashes his backstory even yeah. more. Yep, and it's literally it's 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 painfully accurate. Ilaria's literally searching for how her wife made the violin that ended up encapsulating her soul. Yeah. God fucking damn it. <laughs> what was the... Oh my god, what was the you, episode... Take that, that where... God, why am I blinking on it? Why am I having um... so much fun torturing my friends? <laughs> Well, you haven't, you haven't really talked about it. Who's that where that talking to the to psychiatrist? Another stuffed animal or soft blanket to get through the rest of this. Bean, Bean is pretty good, but he has not provided enough emotional support. You're going to need to get something that looks green and leafy and call it baked. That way you can always have baked beans. And that is our episode of the Space Side Collective. But look, look, Bean in a burrito. Bean burrito, yes. My boyfriend made that joke a couple days ago. It's a bean burrito. Jason's I feel like there has to be a plushie of baked beans just out there for you. I mean, this is bean, my son. <laughs> my son. I mean, you could you could just have baked. Emotional uh, damage. Oh He's god. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. My torture. 
Uh, more Space Oddity Collective that mostly went into black hole tangents. So thank you for. We was very structured. Again. <laughs> we 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 went through the news. We're generally structured. We we went we went through. We finished our docket. We we did like that, and then we went to talking about D and D. Oh yeah. And then we emotionally damaged Jason because of their story. The more. Yeah. So I'll send y'all an invoice for my therapist. <laughs> Good luck. I'll, I'll even show you. I'll show you a video of me burning that invoice. Okay. It is. Okay, Christian, here's just a thought. Yeah. Jason, you can absolutely join in. What if we do a TikTok series of, like, D&D therapist? So it is just, like, people that are, like, have to talk to a therapist. I I will absolutely be the tortured soul. So you're telling me that your party mate tried to fuck your brother. How do you feel about that? Let us know the feelings. What physical feelings? The ick. <laughs> so you're telling me Not that. Not just ick, the ick. Now, mm. I want you to dig further into your feelings about what, what, what is this? What is this torture that you allow yourself for this person to be describing the captured soul of your dead wife in a instrument that you have spent many years as a theoretical elven, um, uh, uh, high elf, high born elf, just literal years and years and decades of understanding and practice on how to play these instruments. And as familiar as you were with this instrument is a perfect both metaphor physically and technically spiritually um, connection to your dead wife. You want to play? I mean, it's, it's it's literally connected to my dead wife. Like she's in the violin. As as the lawyer, as the lawyer, we would like to plead the fifth for emotional damage. We're gonna <laughs> plead the fifth for emotional damage. Are you are you cool with that, my uh, 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 my my my, uh, my my client? Are you cool with that? Plead pleading the fifth right now. I just so need... pretty emotionally damaged, man. See, there we go. Makai has said they're emotionally damaged. No more, no more. Literally, the the amount of character development you're putting Ilaria through is well deserved. I, I don't, I don't know how much more character development she she can handle right now. She, she's got to have at least one big titty milf in between large character developments. You literally yeah. have a list. Yeah, but I haven't had it yet. Can okay, you right. explain to me why you feel you are not as strong as you are? Dig deeper on that, or would you like to wait till next session? Yeah, just, I don't know. It's probably some deep-seated feelings of inadequacy from from my father, but you know, we'll we'll hash that out next session. Yeah, that that one's gonna take me a while. Hmm. I'd like to ask you if you could be so kind as to keep a journal with you before you come into next session. It may help us understand a few of the points that really seem to trigger your deeper emotions. I hate that I can imagine exactly that character. It's like male pattern baldness. He's got the goatee, those rimless glasses. He's sitting on a leather mid-century modern couch. I'm so glad. That's what I was oh. going for. 
<laughs> My brain immediately flashed like, uh, oh. Which is the TV show amazing? My went my mind went to Doctor Cats. <laughs> nice callback again. Thanks for sticking with us, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for our uh, irreverentness um, being allowed in your ears. Now that it's taking minutes to close the episode, yep, windy exit through that. the gift shop. We're doing that thing of like, all right, go say bye to everybody at the party. Um, for now, uh, we have minutes. one yep. foot in Box the car door, one foot on the ground while we're leaning on the open car door. Like, we're just, like, there, yeah. just waiting to yeah. sit in. You know, we've closed the door, the window's rolled down. <laughs> we're, like, backing out, and we're still talking through the window. Smith's <laughs> eyes. Well, Have they I told you about Dirk the Wise? No, they didn't. And now we about to get the fuck up out of here, yeah! So I can give more D&D ideas so y'all won't steal them. Oh yeah! Snap it to us in the <laughs> <laughs>